Welcome to McChesney Unchained, a new show on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Before we jump into it, we want you to know that this is a little different than our other shows. Matt McChesney is going to give you an uncensored take on what's going on in the football world, and if you have kids around, you may want to listen to this at another time. McChesney's opinions do not represent those of BSN Denver, but they are real, and they come from a CU legend who spent six years battling in the NFL trenches. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 32 of McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. I am your host, as always, Matt McChesney. We are coming to you live from 6 Zero Studios here at 6 Zero Strength and Fitness. We call this place The Bridge because it truly is. Those with big goals, come to 6 Zero and check out the website at 6 and we can help you obtain those big goals. There is no can't in this room. Uh, <clears throat> I am blessed and uh, highly favored today on episode 32 of McChesney Unchained to have my man and ex-teammate, Mr. Ryan Harris, in studio here at Six Zero Studios, as a guest on the show. Ryan, what's good, brother? Hey, everything, my man. Isn't Thanks it? for having me, Isn't brother. It? I love you, man. I don't have bad days anymore, you know. You know, I had Coach Willingham when I went to Notre Dame. Uh, he he said, you know, I never the day he got fired. I said, Coach, how you doing? He goes, I never have a bad day, only a bad hour. Amen to that. And he said, today I had a bad hour, and uh, that's always stuck with me. And and, uh, you know, it's big for me, the mindset we choose, right? Yeah, 100%. And, and look, it, it, just to tell you a little bit about Ryan and I, we, we played together with the Broncos, and then, you know, Ryan is the one that really turned me on to the personal training, and, and, and you know, the business that I run now, I remember we were over at M Fitness, and I just started my business, remember that? Yeah, yeah. Like a room literally as big as the studio. Yeah. And I remember you saying to me, why don't you go help the high school kids? They need so much help and guidance in Colorado. And yeah. I was like... Shit, that's the second person to tell me to do that. My dad was the first. And it was it was good. It was good advice from two people that I respected and trusted. And, brother, it worked. That's for damn sure. Yeah, it so, worked because you did the work. Peace, <coughs> peace, Mr. Machesky. Yeah, man. Thank, a great man. Thank you for that, Mr. Harris. All right, so, look, we got a lot to cover here in a short span. Uh, right off the bat, I want to give everybody a little update on the Dungeon family and everybody that's in here for junior days and spring game visits and offers. Uh, <clears throat> all right, on Saturday of last week, half the Dungeon family was up at CSU. Uh, big, big Brian Crespo uh, from Pooter got his first offer, all six, seven, three, Woo! 20 of them. Good job, Brian. That's huge, Big time, man. brother, That's big huge. time. Free school for everyone. Yeah. Uh, uh, my man Dudley got his second offer from Colorado State. Colorado offered him earlier uh, this year in the office over there, which was pretty cool. Wow. And Cole Taylor got his uh, 26th, I think. I don't know why Colorado State was so late on him. But they damn sure were, but they still ended up offering cold there. Um, <clears throat> we had a bunch of guys out visiting Lincoln and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, Chase Lopez is sitting on two offers and I think is the best safety in Colorado next year. Uh, Caden Weatherby, who's going to be a great-looking offensive lineman, only a sophomore, super long, very athletic. And Jason Sordeline were all out there. And also... Uh, uh, Hall Edmonds and Hall is going to be a great fullback and that's just what uh, Nebraska looks for uh, fullbacks with no necks that run you over 
So they were all out at Nebraska. Uh, my man, Aiden Akia Kana. Aiden Akiakana Alphabet is what we call him because <laughs> my dumbass can never pronounce his name. Committed to Notre Dame. Yeah. Good guy. Yeah. Uh, my man Carson Lee commits to CU. Reese Atterbury put out his top five. Number one player in Colorado. Notre Dame's two on that. Ohio State's one. Yeah. So you might pull the best two players in the state of Colorado, in my opinion. Let's do it. Uh, Cole Taylor put his, a, uh, put his top ten out with CU in it, Missouri, and some others. And then right after he put it out, Texas A&M ended up offering him. Uh, Kai Anderson, or Kai Anderson from Lewis Palmer, big 6'8", 300-pound tackle, got his first offer from Eastern Michigan, was on an East Coast swing doing recruiting uh, at Harvard, at Columbia, at Boston wow. College, and now he's headed out to Oregon for their spring game on April 20th. Uh, Braden Wood got his fourth offer from Arizona State, forks up, and then right after that, he turned around and went and visited Michigan, looked damn good in that Jordan apparel. He's headed to Duke this weekend. Yeah, looking photo. good, right? Yeah, yeah. Looking good. That Jordan apparel is so sick, though. Yeah. I mean, I'd kill somebody to have Jordan. Oh, wait, we do. We do have Jordan Apparel. Oh, no, hey, I'm wearing yeah, it. Hey, I'm wearing jail it. Jail sentence avoided. That's what I'm saying. There I, you and go. Your, yours is coming. I got your <laughs> I got your hoodie out there. Uh, so, Braden is on a, uh, a Carolina's trip this week. He's going to visit Duke, North Carolina, and NC State this weekend. Max Marsh, the quarterback from Grand Junction, who's in the program, was now moving here and going to Eagle Crest because his daddy got the job there, Mr. Sean Marsh. Uh, he's going to Missouri on his junior day invite for the game. The Nebraska spring game will be overflowing, overflowing with Dungeon Family as a bunch of guys are going out there on the 13th. And then uh, one of the distance clients, uh, my man Harrison Miller, who's uh, one of the tackles I work with from Tennessee, who's been blown up, was at Notre Dame earlier on a junior day. Um, he's going to be out at Ohio State spring game, so they got him an, uh, an opportunity out there to go visit and keep this train rolling and keep building bridges. And that's really what we do here at 6-0. Check out 6 and then at Six Zero Academy on Twitter and Instagram, we're all about building bridges, man, not walls. And Colorado is full, not all of, not everyone, but there's a lot of people that are very entitled that just want because they see other guys getting offered. I deal with a lot of hate and bullshit, and I'm just telling you this. Even if you do not like what I do, your kid can still come here and get work. So if you want to be vicious and vindictive and on social media throwing punches and saying that I don't have any integrity with my job, I implore you to go talk to the guys I work with, the 15 kids that signed early. Yeah, if a walk-on's a better opportunity for a kid, I'm going to help him exploit that, just like Ethan Frazier walking on at Texas Tech after he got the presidential scholarship and, and a full-ride academic. Well, I guess he's on full-ride, isn't he? So we try and build bridges in many different ways. I don't hold grudges unless you really push me. So we're trying to help as many Colorado kids as possible. And even if you don't like me, I'll still help your kid. Come on down to 6-0. Well, and you know better than anybody what opportunity looks like. And from my career, you know, I had an opportunity when I was at the Kansas City Chiefs. I tried out for the Miami Dolphins a few weeks earlier. They didn't offer me a deal. And they found that I was, they found out I was at the Kansas City Chiefs. And all of a sudden, they wanted to offer me. And they offered, me, they offered me 60000 extra dollars, you know, trying to move the needle a little bit. Well, that wasn't a great, better opportunity. You had two first-round picks at tackle in Miami, and you had one first-round pick they weren't sure on, Eric Fisher, who they've since, you know, become oh, sure yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I ended like up him. starting 15 games. You and I know that That was the year you came, before you came back to Denver, yep, right? Yep. Yeah, and, and, and oh, by the way, Kansas City said after that, after starting 15 games, we just missed the playoffs after going 9-7. They said, Ryan, you have no football left. Oh. So I love wearing my ring. How you like that ring, bitch? Yeah, so I go and see him. Uh, anytime I see him, I like saying it. But, you know, it, it, 
you and I, from being around college football, from being in that process, we understand what opportunities look like. Matt Parrott is a, a great friend of mine, fellow, cha- fellow champion in Super Bowl 50. Uh, he had a gray shirt at Boise State. I'm so glad nobody told him, oh, go get an offer somewhere else, because now look at him, one of the highest paid centers in the NFL. Uh, the journey can happen a lot of ways. You and I have seen all of those ways. And what we have, our ideas often don't come to reality the way we want them to unless you're a top 100 recruit. And even that, look, there's this misconception that you can just walk in the room here and get offered. And for some people, it happens like that. Crespo's been here for about six weeks, and he just got number one at Colorado State. Mm-hmm. He's also 6'7", 320 pounds. Can't coach either. So his frame is massive. All the coaches needed to hear is that he's in this room. They know he's going to get better because that's what we work. do. Yeah. He wants to work. So, look, I implore you, if you have a problem with the way we do things here, bring your ass to the gym at 7101 South Fulton, Unit G and Centennial, and I'll give you a rundown of how we work. We don't guarantee shit other than I'm going to match your hustle. If you're a turd, you're not going to get a whole lot from me. If you come in here and bust your ass every day, I will literally bend over backwards to build you a bridge to help you obtain your goal. There is no buying this. You have to invest in yourself. That's the way football works. So, moving forward, we got a big show for you here today on the uh, McChesney Unchained episode 32. Like I said, uh, my guest today in 6-0 Studios is my ex-teammate, one of my best friends on the surf, Mr. Ryan Harris. Ryan, what's your social media? And tell them about your show that you do every day on Altitude and how they can listen to you. Yeah, well, you know, first, uh, you know, follow me on social. Check out the website, RyanHarris68.com. Uh, also, at Salams underscore from underscore 68 on Twitter. Uh, and then on Instagram, at Ryan Harris underscore 68. Uh, I'm, I'm retired. I like saying that because I earned it after 10 years. Ooh, that I'm best retired, bitch. And uh, I'm in real estate, but I also have a sports talk radio show here in Denver, 10 to 2, on Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5 FM. You can find the podcast, too. Apple iTunes, search Ryan Harris. It'll pop up. Uh, also, uh, I do a lot of speaking, and I do Altitude TV, CBS, Channel 9 stuff. I do a lot around here in Denver. And I'm the uh, color analyst for Notre Dame Radio. So if you can't watch God's football team on Saturday, turn on the radio, hear me talk, and tell you what's happening. I love how active Notre Dame is in recruiting, man. They they Brian bagged they, really they, they, yeah, yeah. they bagged AK. They, he loves it. Reese has them at their number one. He's the number one player in Colorado. You know, Reese walked in here as a sophomore with no offers, and he's really taken off over 30 now going into his senior year and a great leader. And there's a long list of guys that are like that. So, again, we implore you, get your ass down to 6-0. All right, so <clears throat> we move on here on episode 32, and uh, the the quick three here is brought to you by our good friends at Wearbands, my man Dan. Check out wearbands.com. It brings you uh, our quick three right off the bat here. Also, remember, you can type in the promo code 6020 for 20% off, or, excuse me, you can come on down to 60 here and cop your wearbands on site. They are incredible for lateral athletes, which is literally everybody. If you push off the inside of your foot, these bands do a great job. They have little booties that you put your foot in. They force dorsiflexion of the toe, good cycle and turnover, and they help explosive athletes explode. They help athletes that need to work on range of motion and, and you know, really maximizing their length. It helps them do that. It helps you force production off the floor. So check it out, wearbands.com, uh, 6020 for 20% off. All right, final four set Saturday night. They tip off Michigan State and Texas Tech. UVA and Auburn. Who the fuck had those four in the yeah. final four? Not me. I think a lot of people had Virginia. Michigan yeah. State and Virginia sound like got like they would be. I'm not surprised they're there. 
Yeah, I'll tell you something though. I really love Auburn. You know, Bruce uh, Pearl. Bro. Bruce Pearl, and, and and there's a whole another discussion. Isn't Bruce Pearl a really shady cat? Yeah, like, he, doesn't he yeah. break rules constantly? Yeah, that's why. How I long left is Tennessee. it? How long is it before Auburn has to go on restriction? Well, but they're enjoying it now. And the backside that I know from being a part of a university, you know, you know who's coming to this Final Four? Every Everyone. Million, every millionaire who wants to be a part of the Auburn experience. Every right? football player, and, and, every basketball player, all of them. so what the development them. offices Sir are Charles. Doing, they're going to find the most expensive steakhouse in the Twin Cities, where I'm from, where they're having the Final Four. Super Bowl was there they're, last year. And, we were both there. Like, yep. It's kick-ass. Yeah. And they're going to have, cold. it's going to be either a $500 per plate or like Notre Dame when we were at the Cotton Bowl. It was, I believe, an $800 ticket. You got to see Chicago, the band, some Notre Dame greats, and you got, quote-unquote, free food, right? Uh, so all these fan experiences that development then says, oh, hey, Matt McChesney, I didn't know you were such an Auburn fan. Make sure that when you come oh, to the yeah. tailgate, why don't you come on and to come to our development tailgate? We've got shrimp ramalad, ah. violin players and Ooh. stuff. So uh, the money goes far beyond. So they're already banking for if Bruce Pearl breaks rules again. But what I like about Auburn, and I say this all the time, the best team wins. That's why we won Super Bowl 50. And Auburn is a team. They like each other. They, they pass the ball. They play 10-11 deep. Yeah, and they've got unbelievable three-point shooting. Now, they went, I think it was like 4 for 12 in the first half last, week, last weekend. And still came out on top, coming out in the second half. So they can make adjustments. They like each other. Texas Tech also has some length that Michigan State hasn't seen yet. You never want to coach against. You never want to go against Tom Izzo in these scenarios, right? It's like Bill Belichick. He knows how to schedule the playoffs. Let me ask you something real quick, Ryan, because you and I shared a field, played next to each other. We shared a meeting room. We've had a lot of different kind of coaches, yeah. guys that jump your ass, guys like Rico who let you do your job. Yeah. Good coach, but you're not going to learn a lot. Just do your job. Yeah. Did you have a problem with Izzo jumping on his young freshman? I know you didn't. But no, hell yeah, I did. Hell yeah, you had I a did. problem with it. Myself and, and you know what we had. You sim- didn't like the way we, Izzo we had went sim- after his his. He was jogging. Run. We had Sinbad. I'm not saying anything about the effort on the kid. I'm not saying anything about the effort on the kid. Okay. I mean, give me give me some space for two things here. I'm on it. One Why Sinbad joined me on uh, on our show. We had the legendary Sinbad. He didn't Andre like does not eat meat, and he said Andre is a vegetarian. Yeah, and and one of the things he said is, if you're gonna put your hands on me, do it do it in my house with my family. Now, what I didn't like. Now here we we have an he t- issue. He touched him. He hit him in the chest and then grabbed his hand. And I and I get it, right? Let's say what you want. I, and I've heard it. He didn't hit Rocky. Hit my, him in the chest. You're right. Absolutely. Now let me tell you that. Okay. You go do that outside. Go to Seven Eleven right now and go do that to somebody. What happens to Matt McChesney? I fight. You fight. I immediately. You're getting a, no, but if, I'm getting arrested. No, you, if you go and hit somebody and say, hey, get, your effort's crap, pumping your gas. They're going to call the cops on you. You're going to break. And if you think it's okay, do it in your job. Go That's to your kind boss. Of a different no, it's not. The no, kid, it's not. The kid knows no, what he signed up no, for. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. How did, did you know what you signed up for when you went to college? Hell no. You don't know what you signed he, up for. It's the end idea. of the season, Harris. Now listen. That's what I'm saying. He's not running hard in the NCAA we, tournament. Izzo this, has every chance to chew his ass. This young man, okay, this young man was a, now learned that it's, that it's acceptable behavior. To put your hands on okay, somebody and you. scream at them I feel you. in an in embarrassing, 90% of, 99% of the people know their most embarrassing moment. And at work, if your boss put your his hands on you at all in that scenario, you're calling the HR department. I don't know, so, man. I got slapped in the face by a coach and I didn't do anything but go play harder. Well, that may explain a lot, number one. But number two, my, you, my, my point is, <laughs> my point is, now what happens if this young man okay, becomes a father or a husband? And, and chooses to enact that same pattern, behavior. Yeah, you're right. So, uh, look, so 
That's what I, hey, I love it for everybody who's like, oh, you gotta be, yo, you got that's tough. Okay, coaching. so, so time out. Should he put his hands on him? No. Thank you. Is he caught up in the moment? Yes, but I don't know that's if that's an excuse. An excuse. That's I don't an know ex- if that's that an excuse. That is an excuse. It is an excuse. Yeah. Okay, fine. Fuck. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. At what point do you look at what caused the reaction and say, look, the reaction is wrong, but why is it acceptable for the young guy to jog? He needs to get his ass chewed. He probably never had his ass chewed like that on national TV. And I'm pretty sure that same player has been their best player the entire tournament since that moment. Well, I haven't looked at the numbers on that. But is it, wasn't it Henry? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Man, he is a animal, that kid. No, but I may also tell you this. And the I, kid didn't even have a problem with it, so why should we? Okay, well, that kid is also the most highly impressionable young molded, <laughs> you know, flesh that's in this world. God, I love disagreeing with you. you. Know? It's so fun. But and, and you're right about the effort. <laughs> you're right about the issues. My point is, I'm looking at a career professional in Tom who, Izzo. Okay. Who, is, who has the eyes of the world on him. And he is showing what quote-unquote acceptable behavior is. And we have an issue with domestic violence. We have an issue. You and I have teammates who later go on after That's football okay. and have issues expressing themselves because they I'm one of them. Now, I don't could, do could Tom Izzo have, have done this? Could, could, and screaming at a player, that happens. That's part of it, right? And a lot of it's because of the noise. You and I both know. Well, you got to yell. You know, somebody said to me, do you ever yell at your teammates? I said, all the all time. All the time. I'm now, yelling at them constantly. Deuce! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ace, happy! You know, when we were in uh, the playoffs, I, I screamed at our center. I can't, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Now, that may sound like I'm pissed off, but we're best friends. And he knows in that moment, that's okay. You know, that I'm just communicating with him. But you have a you have a grown man getting paid millions of dollars, putting his hands on a young man and embarrassing him in front of the world. That's the problem I have. Agreed. Are there better ways to do that? Yes. Should the kid run? Yes. Yes. All of these things. Agree to disagree. So scream at him, but the, to me, when you put your hands on a young man, you're giving him you're an example. You're giving him an example of acceptable behavior that is unacceptable in real life. And okay. if you disagree and you're listening. Go do that to your teacher. Go go do that to your boss. Let your boss do that to you and see how you feel. Uh, I don't know if it's really the same thing. If one of your kids came in here said, and hit you on the chest and grabbed you and said, Matt, you're having a shitty day. You had a bad attitude. I just need to pick it up. Is that what you would say? You're damn skippy. Why do want my guy's ass in here bad? came in here and put his hands on Well, first on of all, you. you're never going to get a lack of effort from me, number one. So, well, but, so yes. That's okay, sad. but if that happened. That, look, if a coach did it to me on a field as a player... I would really have to look at myself in the mirror because I want to know why you're doing that, number one. Right. And what did I do to get that kind of reaction? But I, I think you're right in the fact that if – but at the same time, bro, I'm telling you, I've had coaches get physical with me and slap me. Yeah. And I didn't do anything but go play. Yeah. So never, I, 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 think never, it's, I think it's a lot of it is the generation we grew, we grew up in and the changes in what's acceptable now as to what was. Mike Munchek, the best offensive line coach I've ever had. He's not the Denver Broncos. Never put his hands on me. Gary Kubiak, who won a Super Bowl, who him and I, he, he, he got on me at different times, never put his you, hands on me. You shouldn't have me. to put your hands on a professional. Correct. But it, look, it never Izzo's happened in college. Wrong. Izzo's yeah. wrong for yeah. putting his hands on him. The message, though, isn't wrong. Correct. All right, moving on. Uh, Zion Williamson. I, personally, and it's quick. This is the second part here of the Werebands 3. I've never seen anything like this kid before. Never. I mean, I've never seen anyone that big, that explosive, that the ability to elevate off the floor. Do you think, okay, if Durant goes to New York, 
and LeBron stays in L.A., how are they going to figure out who gets the first pick? I know there's a lottery, quote-unquote, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm telling you, they are going to 100% figure out which which coast is I going to to match up with a superstar to turn around the legendary franchise, and it will happen. I guarantee you on everything that the Knicks or the Lakers have the first pick. Well... Gary, goddamn team. That's fine, but the problem is Zion Williamson's averaging 22 points per game. That oh. sounds great, right? What sounds I love great. is his defense. Great. He's played such know, good defense. Uh, I forget who they were playing. I think it was UCF or Virginia what, Tech, one of the two. It might be, I, think it was, I think, but I think it was UCF. And the player he stole the basketball from a guard, and then the, beat the guard to the ball, dribbled behind his back, slipped, grabbed the ball, went up for a layup, two points. Unbelievable player. We've never seen anything like it. And he's six seven. You know what that is in the NBA? That's a shooting guard. Yeah. So he's, he's not, not. He's not. He's not bodying up. And you look at his game. Fantastic within ten feet around the rim, five feet even. But you got to be. He's a four, maybe I in the NBA. I think he's a modern he's a day three. Charles. But Charles. Charles was only six seven, six Charles, six. six. He's uh, not yeah, really that big. True, but that you know. But you know, you got a guy like Julius Randle. Right, that's who he really reminds me of. The Kentucky kid, yeah, the kid who was injury prone. Not only injury prone, he hasn't had that same production that he had in college. Because when you go, because everybody can jump in the NFL, you got got Nikola Jokic for the Denver Broncos, six eleven. Denver Nuggets, Denver Nuggets. I'm sorry, the Joker. Yeah, you got Paul Millsap, who's six eight, as a four. He is going to body you up all day. So I love what Zion Williamson is doing. I love how much money he has made Nike and Duke. I love that he hasn't gotten paid because it highlights the situation. I do not love him as a pro. He will be really? an average player. An average player? He will be a man amongst giants. Period. Okay. Dirk we'll, Nowitzki we'll six ten. Yeah, that's fine, but Dirk can't jump over a quarter. You don't so. need to. You can, can, he can stand there, wait, you I put just, up the ball. Dude, Bullock, look, look. Is he scoring against Bogdan? Zion, Zion is going to have a lot of opportunity. If you're looking at the kid in Milwaukee, he's not overly huge either. and he can, He's Giannis vertical is and he is long. Yeah. Yeah, but he's what, six nine? Yeah. Okay, that's two inches. But he's also a two, three, and four guard. He's not a five. Yeah, but I, I, I see a lot of Sir Charles. I'm very interested to see where Zion goes. And honestly, I think that the RJ uh, Barrett kid, yeah. I think he might be a better pro than Zion. I agree guard. because he's a ball handler. You know who I think should guard. be the first pick? The guard from Murray State. Yeah, well, Mr. Triple I he's love got great handles. He's a oh, true point guard. You God. love to see what he does around other talent. Uh, but I'll tell you something. I really love what Auburn's doing. I love how Auburn. All right, playing. so who's your final? I got Auburn versus Michigan State. Okay. I think Auburn wins it. I got Auburn, Texas Tech, the two underdogs. Yeah, Texas two Tech defensive teams. Yeah, yeah. I love the the Collier kid for Tech. I love the way. Is that he number plays. eleven? There's a guy at, at Texas Tech who led the Big East in blocks the last and two seasons. Tra- and and was a grad transfer. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, that kid has made a he huge went to, he was a Saint, He was a Johnny. My yeah. wife's a St. John's alum, and she was pretty pissed off about that when she saw him in the tourney. All right, so check that out Saturday night. I love the Final Four. March Madness is awesome. Uh, So, moving forward, the AAF has been suspended. Not shut down yet, but it's going to be. I personally don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I think the players deserve better. I don't know about the coaches. The coaches are a bunch of old guys with a lot of money in the bank, so I'm not really worried about them. Deserve is a tricky word. There's a lot of people throwing that around that they deserve better. That's what I just said too. I hate the word deserve. I don't like it either. Especially after I said it, it pissed me off. Yeah. After I said you don't it, deserve anything. I, I feel badly that this happened. That the the league is scrapped. 
my question to you is that, look, I played in the last year of NFL Europe. It was critical in my development. Yeah. I got 14 starts. I played in the final, broke my leg in the final game of the year, which sucked and made me IR the next season. But it was, in, it was so huge for my development because I got to actually play after spending an entire year not dressing well, and, and, and well, just like being you're on also, the roster. You're also different because you're a defensive lineman. Yeah, I had to so, train. Yeah. I had, exactly. Yeah. But there's you know, a lot of kids. Kid. I'm working with a kid right now named Kyle Muddick who's from Fort Lewis who used to play defensive line, and I'm transitioning to center and guard. Will Precheck was a guy who played at CU that we transitioned, just ran out of opportunities. Why in the Sam hell can't we – why can't football find – something other than college to feed their system, or is it just college and that's it? It's just college. You know, I don't you don't, you don't play another league? league? You think the XFL is going to no. f- fail too? Well, well, two things. The AAF did it wrong. Do you know what? Do you even know what channel they're on? Do you know what time no, they're, they're on? on? Yeah, I'll tell you. The you, NFL Network and, every now and then. Do you know Bird Box, this movie? Have you ever heard that movie? The one with Sandra Bullock. Amazing. Amazing. Well, you, can't, you can't take the blindfold off? So they they screwed the pooch from the beginning you on can the marketing. Say fuck on the show. Yeah, but they but they <laughs> took an opportunity. Not one piece of digital marketing. Nothing. You know what we like? What is it? TNT characters welcome. What player is on any team in the AAF? That only Johnny know? Manziel. Yeah. That's the only and that one I heard about. That just happened. But my thing is, is, they did a terrible job promoting. It's all digital. Ninety percent of content is digital now. They didn't do one thing. Now now I find out it's on Bleacher Report Live. There should have been tweets. There should have been there. There should have been a documentary, a digital documentary of some of the star quarterbacks, some of those stories of people who need the development, who work so hard. But I also point to a guy like Trent Richardson, who pisses me off. He pisses me off. Here's a first round pick, pick. the third pick, who ate his way out of the NFL, (laughs) and now wants to score three touchdowns in a game and say he's ready for the NFL. Him and Eddie Lacy. You had your chance. I don't. There is a point where you have to have accountability as a player. So how do you develop talent? Because I personally believe. And I, I believe this wholeheartedly. There are a lot, especially big guys. There are a lot of big guys, offensively and defensively, that just need better coaching and development and taught how to do it right in order to maximize themselves and move forward. Especially an offensive lineman where you know how hard it is to project who's going to be successful and who's not. That's why half the damn league is full of undrafted guys or guys that switch positions. One hundred percent, I agree. With you so how do we how do we find a way to develop these kids? Because college football is not doing it alone, and you know it. Well, here's the thing: this has always been an issue. Well, why, why okay, was, so why can't we? Why, we why can't we change it? Why do we? Care why do we care? Time? Because I'm telling you, the number of kids that walk into my office. They're trying to go to the NFL. They don't know what a fucking over and under front is. It's staggering. I didn't know. I didn't know what an over under was until I made yeah, the but, NFL. Yeah, and I played in Notre Dame. That's no reason not to know. But here's my thing: it's on the players themselves. Hell yes, you got to. I agree. You know, I had, I, I was somebody who I used to kick step in my kitchen. So everything's putting, on the player. From from put, uh, yeah. Is Paxton Lynch's failure on Paxton Lynch? Hell I think yeah. it is. But here's it's the John Elway. All you can do is give an opportunity. It's not all on the player. You know, I, I, I'm firm on the parents because here's my thing: a lot of kids. I was just talking to somebody the other day. They said my kid is so. They said my kid is so good at basketball. Uh, he's going to be going to high school. I want to get him big for 15, you know, add him 15 pounds going into freshman year. For basketball? Yeah, great. I talked to the kid. I said, hey, man, you need to start doing some pickup games, you know? He goes, oh, my parents need to give me a ball. What? what? A like, ball? Yeah. They just said you're a baller. Yeah. So here's my thing. Parents coddle 
these kids. Oh, my I, God. I, I have, they're bulldozing I everywhere. Another, I have another parent I know. Their kid is 10 tell, telling me that their kid's so good at basketball. Your kid is 10. My kid is 9 played. and doesn't, and he's still playing with action figures and, and, and watching good, like good. I didn't play football. Bob the Builder. I didn't start football until I was 14. I didn't play until I got to high school. And, and you and I both know dozens of players who are great who are burnt out. Mm-hmm. You got these parents who suck themselves. Todd Maranovich. Building these environment where their, 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 their kids don't fail. You know what my greatest motivator was in football? Failure. Failure. You know, okay, that guy got past me. What can I do next? I have to use my hands. And so now Not I, losing your learning. So I got a I got a parent whose kid cries when they lose a video game. What are we talking about here? <laughs> like is that kid prepared for Look, success? It's, I no. deal with it in this room at six zero all the time. The bulldozer parenting is if there's any obstacles, we just move the obstacles. And the kid's always right and the coach is always wrong. I understand now why coaches don't want to recruit Colorado. I understand why they're so hesitant to take chances on kids, because if they hear one bad thing, where there's smoke, there's usually fire. Well, and what's that kid doing to prove them wrong? And you, you don't, camp. you don't deserve shit, guys. Deserve All, everyone nothing. listening, you deserve nothing deserve but nothing. oxygen. That's it. And if you thought you deserved something, I love going against you. Oh yeah, and I and tell kids in here all the time. I'm like, man, I'd love to be in your generation because all I got to do is start talking a little bit, and you're gonna fucking crumble, yeah. and I'm gonna take your lunch money. Yeah, and what you have to do as a young player, find out what you can do in failure. Okay, you failed. Great. I'm, you know, I didn't become a Super Bowl champion until my ninth season in the NFL. I'm sure glad I didn't quit after the first eight. Amen to that shit. And, uh, and I'm glad that nobody coddled me. And, and you know what I had to do each and every year? I had to do something new. We came, I came back to the Broncos. I had to learn how to breathe again in my ninth year of the NFL. I didn't say, hey, Peyton, you got to slow down because I can't breathe. No. no. I said, okay, this is what it's going to take to win a championship. I'm going to go learn with an MMA coach how to breathe because fighters, they have physical contact. They have to get their breath. They know how to breathe. One of the most important things in your experience as an athlete will be your breath. How do you breathe? How, what do you focus on? What's important? And that's what matters most. And that's why I say it's on the pl- on the on the player himself or herself. Ninety nine percent of it's on you. The other one percent is for your parents. Get you there, bring you back. Get you the food and not invest. Don't start, don't start saying your son X Y Z. Oh yeah, how many times don't have you and I heard? Oh my kid's so good, coach won't play him. And fact, right when I the first thing I do when I hear that in the room, well, my kid is so good. I'm like, oh my god, here we go, man. The parents are going to be a bigger problem than the kid. And that's an issue that a lot of, and I talk to a it's lot a of coaches. It's a huge problem. Coaches do not want to deal with, with parents that are a fucking disaster and well, can't get and out of their own way. Well, fully prepared. I know a power agent in the NFL. He's got a player who's a linebacker. And as soon as he got drafted, the coach called him and said, do they know what they're getting? He said, what do you mean? He said, I hope they got somebody to wake him up every morning. The kid went through three years of college, doesn't know how to wake up on his own and make it on time. It's what? like Cliff Kingsbury giving everyone in Arizona a break in the middle of meetings to go check their phone. What the fuck? Yeah. All right, so moving on. Uh, Ryan Harrison is at Six Zero Studios here at Six Zero Strength and Fitness as my guest here on episode thirty-two of McChesney Unchained on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. We'll get into the NFL here. We'll do about fifteen more minutes, and we'll get you out of here, Ryan. All right, so the NFL free agency, a draft banter, and also the Bronco talk is brought to you by our good friends at NeuroXPF.com. Check it out and use the promo code Six Zero Fifteen for fifteen percent off. My my man Kyle Turley came up with this company, and he's the tip of the spear here and. I take it every day. I take the MCT uh, CBD extended release oil pills, and they've helped me a ton get rid of Celebrex and Advil and all that stuff to deal with inflammation. It's helped me sleep. It's helping me with pain. It doesn't solve all the problems with pain, but it does help a lot. The muscle rub's incredible. Check it out. There's no THC in it, so you have no 
uh, you have no problems with testing. You'll never test positive, and it's built for athletes by athletes. So check it out at neuroxpf.com and use the promo code 6015. And remember, we have it on site here at 60. We're the only place that does. All right, right off the bat, Russell Wilson says he wants uh, a new deal by tax day, the 15th of April. He's making $17 million a year. If I were him, I wouldn't even fucking go to the facility until they... Give me $30 million a year minimum. Yeah. well, and Not and, even comparable. And not to say that he hasn't been getting that. One of the things, even after this last Super Bowl, it was fascinating to me. Everybody missed it, right? Uh, who's the who's this massage guy? Oh, Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft said <laughs> after the after the Super Good Bowl. Good old Robin Tug. Yeah, they said, hey, how about that quarterback, Tom Brady? And he go and, he, and this is what he said. And people missed this. And I want to point this out to people. He said, he's great. I got to work on getting him a deal with Gillette or something. Now, here's what happens with a guy oh, like okay. Russell. Remember Russell Wilson after the Super Bowl was on all those Microsoft commercials? Mm-hmm. Hey, you may be on your rookie deal, but guess well, what? Didn't Allen own Microsoft? Well, here, and this is what these owners do. You know what? We've got a great partner with Microsoft. They're looking for a spokesperson. We're going to give you a $10 million a year deal with Whoa, Microsoft. Ooh, $10 million. So Now, Russell Wilson, who may be making $17 million, maybe that Microsoft money stopped. He says, you know what? I want all my Microsoft money, and I want to stop having to go to these Microsoft events. Well, Paul Allen just passed. So, I mean, so my thing is, is these teams find ways to supplement quarterbacks' income. And whether or not it's in the contract, which he has earned, not deserved, he has earned. earned. Through his no play, deserve. Uh, they will they will find a way. And Russell Wilson, I, I've had dinner with him. He's a good, I mean, good he, friend of he's mine. He's worth every penny. He's worth every penny. A great player. Uh, smart. And you know what you never heard? Never heard him getting caught at a rubbing There's dunk. No you never heard a DUI. Yeah. You never heard him stealing donuts. If anything, he's just got to figure out how to convince Future's kid that it's actually Russell's kid. Yeah. Just saying. That's a problem. Yeah, I'd say. But Sierra, good job. Uh, Randy Gregory is extended through 2020, and I only bring this up because I'm telling you, man, if you can pass rush or play, you can get away with a lot of bullshit. Randy Gregory has failed just about every damn drug test he's taken in the NFL, and I think it's hypocritical, number one. I don't think that they should be testing, but they do. And I'm pretty sure that they drug test you for street drug once a year. And if you're already in the program, it's really hard to keep fucking up. And that's what he did consistently. Although he is clean now, I just hope that getting a little bit of security doesn't send him right back down the road that he was on. I hate the fact that they suspend so many, and I'm going to say it, black athletes for smoking weed. I, I really I think it's a way for the NFL to control their players rather than trying to help them. I was in the program, man, and we never once talked about marijuana. It was all alcohol and control. Well, and it's a, two things are going on here. One is a larger issue of stress relief, right? The issue Thank you. of marijuana is we don't get the tools of meditation, of yoga to relieve stress. I'd we rather don't. smoke than drink. I can't, I can't drink but, to take away my stress. But my thing is I'd rather do yoga than all of those because yoga is an experiential thing. But where did it, but not at Notre Dame. The only team in the NFL that had yoga was Kansas City, and we went nine and seven. You know, uh, you have to find ways to relieve stress. How do you how do you handle telling your parents and family members no? How do you handle, handle telling them no? That doesn't happen very you know? often. Uh, so we're not taught these tools. And here again is the NFL being hypocritical. Kareem Hunt gets eight games right for uh, for punching a woman and kicking her. And I think it's Lawrence on the Cowboys gets not Lawrence the, the, the other kid Hardy Hart no the kid at the Cowboys who Gregory uh, the, the, yeah Randy, so this, that's who yeah, we're talking that about is yeah. Gregory they were going to suspend him for a full season for weed for weed Josh so, Gordon got so suspended you can for go weed. punch and kick a girl and you can play Eight next games. year but if you smoke weed you're done for the year and, and it goes into the the craziness of hearing somebody like Roger Goodell say well. 
well, we haven't done enough testing on it, and you're inhaling smoke, so every time you inhale smoke, that's bad for you. And I'm like, that's your fucking rationale on this topic? When you got 17 concussions yeah, per play going exactly. on in game? Which is one of the reasons why I love the Neuro XPF, because it's it's meant for the athletes, especially football players. I'm telling you, they got a compound in the, in the substance that coats the neurons in your head and helps you recover. It is incredible. So I'm not just saying it. We don't We don't push anything in this room we don't use. So Kyle's come up with a great product, and it's one of the reasons why we're having this conversation is if there's ways around this now. And guys need to understand that if you're going to smoke, do it responsibly. Try not to get caught so you don't have to go into the super hypocritical drug testing program that is not there to try and help you. It's there to control you. Well, here's the other thing. Don't fail a test. You Don't know exactly. They know the they, test. Hey, you will be the tested. drug test is right around the corner, you probably around 420. Yes. Don't smoke. Uh, you know, Pete Carroll, I think, had their whole team tested on 420. Uh, I was tested on 420 when I was with the Steelers. It was uh, always this time of year. You know when you're showing up, you're going to get tested between April and June, and then again in July. If you can't put it down, you've got an issue. You are allowing <laughs> marijuana to prevent you from making millions of dollars. And that's my wealth. only issue with it. That's on the player. And if, you, if player. you can't put it down, then it's not really a beneficial, you know, it's not a support system for you. It's a crutch. Well, and the biggest concept that I took with me through my 17 years of playing, 10 years in the NFL, and a Super Bowl championship is the samurai concept of no thing. There is no thing outside of yourself that will make you reach your greatness. Think about it. If you're a samurai swordsman, someone takes your sword. If your sword is what makes you strong, right? Can't take my now, sword. Now, now, versus, okay, I, I am the weapon. Versus. I have okay. a sword. You take my sword. I love it when you're here. And I'm going to and I'm gonna still attack you. Happened yeah. before Super Bowl 50. I usually took fish oils before every game. I didn't have fish oils. I could have panicked and freaked out. But, but you're I, the sword. But I am, I am the source Not of dead, success. Bro. And so no thing outside of yourself will help you succeed. Train yourself to use the, the tools around you so that you can always be successful. My man, Ryan Harris, spitting truth. Here on McChesney Unchained, episode 32. Uh, we'll talk about the hypocrisy of the of the NFL on another time. That's a that's a damn podcast. And it's, a, it's an unfruitful conversation because the NFL knows that. Yeah, they don't, they don't give a shit. They don't care. All right, so Arizona's probably going to take Kyler Murray. Bosa is rumored to take to, to go to San Francisco at two, another defensive lineman in the Bay. Hey, look, I'm just going to ask you quickly, is Arizona really going to take Kyler Murray, and why wouldn't they? You know, I, they they why wouldn't they? Because they already have a first round quarterback. Who, uh, but you know, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't like him. Uh, yeah, and, and I know, know Cliff well. I've had him on the podcast in the past. He's one of my boys, and I, I guarantee you, they're going to trade Rose into the Redskins and get my, Murray first. But here's my <laughs> issue, okay? And, and I've talked to some people who've been around Kyler Murray, and we talked earlier about parents. And he's got domineering parents. You know what you never see in a huddle in the NFL? The parents. parent. You never see them. Tom so, Brady's daddy ain't out there with him. Right. Now, I also have issue with his size. And I'm not saying that people who are small can't win. I am saying, as somebody who's been on the bottom of piles in the NFL, it is extremely easy to become broken or injured at the bottom of the pile. Look at RG3. He yeah. wasn't the biggest dude. He got murdered. And you know what's going to happen in Arizona because they haven't bolstered that offensive line? He's going to get hit. He's going to be on the bottom a of the pile. A lot. He's going to be on the bottom of 10 piles 17 times a year. And that longevity, I have an issue with that. Now, if you're getting a great quarterback at a low price, that's fine. But long, what I like seeing is a guy who stays, like a Peyton Manning, like a Tom Brady, like a Matthew Stafford, guys who can su- survive a season multiple times. Foundation I do not quarterbacks. know 
that a 5'11 guy who, oh, by the way, weighed in at 205 at the combine, but wouldn't weigh in at his pro day. Because he went and he, he bulked up for the combine. And so why? And I, and I was with, and I stood next to him at the at Super Bowl. He's a big, he, he's, he's a big athlete. kid. He's, he, an he's built. And he will get crushed by a guy like Would Ron you, would, I would go play baseball if oh, I was yeah. Kyler. I am not oh, going yeah. down this road. Look. I love football. It's my it's my number one sport. It's what puts the ta- the food on my table, and it's what has for a long time. But if I have the ability to be a first round pick in baseball and all that security and the lack of uh, concussions and all that shit, I'm going to play baseball. You can always come back and play football like Christmas. Also true. All right, so uh, Broncos, and then we'll get uh, Ryan Harris out of here on McChesney Unchained episode 32. Chris Harris didn't show up for his first day of OTAs or today. Uh, wants a new deal or a trade from what uh, Nikki Javal is saying. Um, who actually just got the job at the fan. Congratulations, Nikki. You're, you're one of the best to do it. Uh, I'm of the mindset that we've gotten the best out of Chris Harris. I think we should keep him for a year and let him walk. Or, or do we pay him? Elway hates paying guys, so I don't foresee Harris getting what he wants here. Well, they paid Chris Harris initially. Uh, you know, yeah, for me, and I know Norman's making fifteen million. Bro, yeah. Harris is making eight and a half. Yeah. Harris is a better player than Josh. Yeah, uh, but Chris Harris Jr. You know, my issue, only issue here, is you've got a new coach, and this is one of the first things that happened. You know, there to me, if I were Chris Harris, you want to be unified. I would say, Coach, I'm here. Hey, let's coach him up. I want to get paid. Uh, not not only that, they know he wants to get paid. Oh shit, yeah. But you know what? Let me learn the lingo. Let me learn the words. Let me show you on tape. I've still got it. And then even in OTAs, I can show you I still got it. Instead and of being you know the leader what? that's not there. And now we're coming to training camp. Now if I don't have a deal, now I'm not coming. Because I've already shown you my willingness to so show up. So why would his agent put him in this position where he can't even prove it to the new staff? Because you know as well as I do what people don't understand is that no one gives a shit what you did. They care about what you can do. This because is a that, projection league. Because that agent probably never played a game of football in the NFL. Probably. So he doesn't understand the mechanics of people. So if, if I'm Chris Harris Jr., I'm definitely going to OTAs and putting my best foot forward. And then when training camp hits, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think he's holding out the wrong time. This is not holdout time. Not hold training out camp's time. holdout time because they need you for the season. They don't need you in OTAs, bro. And, and, if anything, they're going to fucking let the younger guys play so they can get more looks at them. And that's the thing is they may have a young guy who pops for them. And, and then they cut Chris. Not even that. But or in trade OTAs, him. But versus you make yourself an integral part of a defense that can win the championship. And then you say, I want a contract. So there's that's my like only the rub there. That's my only rub there is there, there, there is a better way for yourself to look good doing this. All right, next, next topic here. There's only three topics for the Broncos today, and then we'll get Ryan out of here. Is Flacco a year lease guy or a three- or four-year plan? Do you actually draft Loft, Haskins, Jones, Will Greer, someone like that? Do you think that a second, third round, fourth round quarterback is a waste like some of the other people do? I don't. Hell no. You I don't. think you can get a starter in the third or fourth round if you do it right, you can just get like a, so many teams. You can get a Super Bowl MVP who beats the Patriots in the third round named Nick Foles, right? And there's a Dalton's couple of... Dalton's a second rounder. Carr's a second rounder. Yep. Fucking Dak Prescott's a fourth rounder. Yeah, and my thing is there are there's great talent here. Easton Sticks, a guy in North Dakota who I really like, okay? 69% completion percentage. Woo! Guy like that number. If you can play, you can play. And, uh, and now, Who's the, the kid way, from Northwestern? Where did Carson Wentz go again? Oh, North, North Dakota, Dakota State. State. Yeah, uh, Clayton Thorson from Northwestern. He's actually in Denver I, visiting the Broncos. I called uh, a game against him, Notre Dame versus Northwestern. Notre Dame played Nor- Nor- Northwestern played Notre Dame as tough as any other team until Clemson. 
and it was because of Clayton Thorson. It reminds me a lot of a Carson Wentz. Didn't have a lot of weapons around him, but takes big risks, has a big arm, stands at six. Why is everyone so just enthralled with the first-round quarterback still? I don't understand it, man. There's such a long history now that it doesn't really matter where you get the player. You don't have to get your first-round quarterback. Yeah, if he's an incredible talent, take him. But I don't think the Broncos necessarily need to move off of 10. I don't think they need to move back. If I'm the Broncos, I'm not drafting the quarterback. You just got Flacco. And, and, but here's my thing, too. And by the way, Drew Locke, I do not believe in him. He sucked in big games. Dwayne Haskins, sure, he looks great. Very accomplished. One-year starter. One-year starter. That, that's a huge red you, flag for you me. You spend the rest of this show telling me a successful quarterback out of Ohio State. one-year starting? Uh, no, out of Ohio State, a successful quarterback. Don't even give me that Troy Smith. I like Jones out of well, Duke. Troy's a hell of a college player, but he's not a pro quarterback. And Dwayne Haskins is a quarterback out of Ohio what State. What about Craig Kringle? Uh, yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> um, uh, but what's... To go with your point of why people are obsessed with it, it's amazing, especially when you look at the fact that the last three Super Bowl champion quarterbacks were not drafted in the first round. Tom Brady, Nick Foles, Tom Brady. Yeah, now, but, uh, Tom why Brady's has, been to 10 Super Bowls. But why hasn't Bill Belichick gone and got a first-round quarterback? Because Tom Brady's the best player in the league. Because you don't need a first-round quarterback to win championships. 100%. Brett Favre is another example. I mean, Brett Favre was uh, trash in Atlanta. They wanted to get rid of him. Yep. And they yeah. gave him up for nothing, pretty yeah. much. And Green Bay was like, thank you. Drew Brees, also not a first-round pick. Nope. You ever heard of that guy? I think he's really good. Too. Unbelievable. Look, I, I think that Flacco is going to be really good here if we can protect him. That's another conversation for another day. I think the offensive line has some holes in it. But I work with a lot of these guys, and I'm telling you, the youth, they got some good players. I'm very eager to see what Juwan James does. I think Connor's the answer at center. Very eager to see what they do in the draft. I think they're going to draft multiple offensive linemen and high. That said, I think that the, the linebacker, the white kid from LSU, is a slam dunk at 10 if he's there. I do not want the two kids from Michigan. The Devin Bush kid. Bush I, is good. I want, I'm not I, saying I he's the not, game against him. But is great. he a Mike? Yeah, he is. He's a true yes, Mike. he was the best player on that defense. Second best is Chase Winovich. That was Rashawn Gary. Somebody's going to pay a lot of okay, money. Okay, then I'm thinking about the wrong player. guy. The Rashawn Gary guy I don't like. Yeah, he's not a good player. So would Chase you take Winovich Bush or White? It really depends on what you're at. Bush, if he's there at 10, that's going to be a high-value pick. Uh, he's played a lot of football. you got to love SEC linebackers. Uh, but that's I can, White. That's I, White. Bush is the kid from Michigan. I'm sorry. White, I think yeah. White, White's a no-brainer. I've seen that kid play sideline to sideline. He reminds me so much of Raekwon Smith, yeah. which they drafted last year in Chicago at like 11, I think. Yeah. So I, I just think that this is a no-brainer for a coach. And when you can just keep adding defensive studs back to back to back to back, the next time I hear somebody say White reminds me of Ray Lewis or C.J. Mosley and we don't draft him, I'm going to have a fucking heart attack. But my thing is, there's going to be tremendous value in Bush. You could trade down two, three and spots get Bush? and get Bush. Who I'm telling you, he was one. He was the best player on Michigan's defense. So you don't think they can trade down he and can, get White? He can cover. He can. He brings a. He brings the hit stick, baby. I mean, he lays the wood. And that's what you want from that Mike linebacker. Sure, linebacker, sure tight end, catch that football and take a mouthful of these shoulder pads. And, and Devin, Devin Bush is and that guy that can yards. do it as well. <laughs> well, not if it's a shoulder. Not if it's a shoulder. Joking. All right, so we'll see what the Broncos do there. That is my man, Ryan Harris. Remember, you can hear him at ryanharris68.com. Check us out, uh, 92.5 FM if you're here in Denver. Uh, and find me on Instagram at ryanharris68. And Twitter at Salam underscore from underscore 68. Thank you very much. Coming to you from 6-0 Studios here at 6 Strength and Fitness. Remember to check out The Bridge at 6 Academy on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your host, Matt McChesney. That is Ryan Harris. This is episode 32 of McChesney Unchained. We are out.